Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the OrthoBullets podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of patella sleeve fracture found under the pediatric section at orthobullets.com. Let's begin with a quick summary. A patellar sleeve fracture is a rare injury seen in children between 8 and 12 years of age characterized by separation of the cartilage sleeve from the ossified patella. Diagnosis is made with radiographs of the knee. Treatment is cylindrical casting for non-displaced fractures with an intact extensor mechanism. Operative management is indicated for displaced fractures associated with disrupted extensor mechanisms. Now let's get into the episode. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that this accounts for less than 1% of pediatric fractures, but it accounts for more than 50% of patella fractures in children. Demographically, it is more common in males with a male-to-female ratio of about 5 to 1. It occurs most frequently in children between 8 and 12 years old, when the patellar ossification is nearly complete. In terms of the pathophysiology, the mechanism of injury typically involves an indirect injury caused by powerful contraction of the quadriceps muscle applied to a flexed knee. In terms of the pathoanatomy, there is separation between the cartilage sleeve and the main part of the patella and the ossific nucleus. Let's briefly review some anatomy. In terms of osteology, remember that the patella is the largest sesamoid bone in the body and ossification begins at around three to five years. The superior three quarters of the posterior surface are covered by articular cartilage. And this articular cartilage is the thickest in the body and can be up to one centimeter thick. The posterior articular surface is comprised of a medial and lateral facet. The lateral facet is larger and the facets are separated by a vertical ridge. In terms of the soft tissue attachments, the quadriceps tendon and fascia lata attach to the anterior superior margin. The quadriceps tendon is comprised of three layers. The superficial layer is formed from the rectus femoris tendon. The middle layer is formed by the vastus medialis and vastus lateralis tendon. And the deep layer is formed by the vastus intermedius tendon. The patellar tendon attaches to the inferior margin. In terms of the blood supply, this is derived from an anastomotic ring originating from the geniculate arteries. And the most important blood supply to the patella is located at the inferior pole. Now let's discuss the classification. These injuries are classified based on their anatomic location. Superior pole are least common injuries, whereas the inferior pole are more common. Moving on to the presentation. A patient's history will typically involve an indirect injury that is not associated with a direct blow to the knee. Symptoms may include severe knee pain and an inability to bear weight. On exam, when we note soft tissue swelling, diffuse tenderness, hemarthrosis of the knee joint which is often present, and a high-riding patella or palpable gap at the distal end of the patella. This indicates disruption of the extensor mechanism. On a motion exam, one may also note difficulty with active extension of the knee, especially against resistance. In terms of imaging, recommended radiographs include an AP, lateral, and tangential view of the knee. Specific findings may include small flecks of bone adjacent to the superior or inferior pole. Remember that this diagnosis may be missed because the distal bony fragment is not readily discernible on radiographs. Another finding may be slight anterior tilt of the superior pole. This is seen with proximal fractures. Patella alta is seen with distal fractures, whereas patella baja is seen with proximal fractures. An MRI or ultrasound is indicated as it may be useful for identifying a sleeve fracture when the diagnosis is not clear from the clinical and radiographic findings. In terms of treatment, Non-operative options include a cylinder cast for six weeks. This is indicated for non-displaced fractures with an intact extensor mechanism. This is a rare treatment, as most will require an ORIF. 
Operative options include open reduction and internal fixation. This is indicated for more than 2 to 3 millimeters of displacement, more than 2 to 3 millimeters of articular step-off, or a disrupted extensor mechanism. Now let's discuss the technique for open reduction and internal fixation in more detail. The approach will typically be through a medial parapatellar approach to the knee. In terms of the soft tissue, remember to repair any torn medial or lateral retinaculum and or the quadriceps or patellar tendon. In terms of the instrumentation, make sure to stabilize the fracture by using transosseous sutures, modified tension band wiring, intraosseous suture anchors, or interfragmentary screws. And in terms of the postoperative care, remember to place the patient in a cylinder cast and extension for two to three weeks. Complications related to patella sleeve fracture include patella alta, extensor lag, quadriceps atrophy, malunion, nonunion, and painful hardware. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that there's a higher risk of complications associated with a greater degree of comminution or displacement. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to patella sleeve fracture, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 10-year-old female presents to the emergency department complaining of anterior knee pain after a fall from her bicycle. Exam reveals ecchymosis and swelling over the patella and an extensor lag. Radiographs are obtained and demonstrate patella alta and a small amount of bone that is avulsed from the patella. What is the most appropriate next step in treatment? And the answer choices are, choice one, open reduction and suture fixation. Choice two, open reduction and internal fixation with plating and circlage wire technique. Choice three, cylinder cast. Choice four, partial pedalectomy and advancement of patellar tendon. Or choice five, patellar tendon mid-substance rupture repair with non-absorbable suture. The best answer to this question is, choice one, open reduction and suture fixation. Patella sleeve fractures occur most commonly in children aged eight to 12. This injury involves an avulsion of the cartilage and sometimes a small piece of bone from the inferior pole of the patella. Sleeve fracture should be accurately reduced and stabilized using suture fixation through bone tunnels in the patella. K-wires can be added if the fracture fragment is large enough. These fractures may be missed on plain radiographs if there is no obvious bony injury. Radiographs will typically show an effusion, patella alta, and possibly a bony avulsion. In uncertain cases, an MRI is useful to define the extent of injury. The article by Zions reviews the diagnosis and management of fractures about the distal femur, proximal tibia, and patella in children. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. An 11-year-old basketball player reports that he felt a painful pop in the left knee when he stumbled while running. He is unable to bear weight on the extremity and cannot actively extend the knee against gravity. Examination reveals a large knee effusion. A lateral radiograph is obtained, which demonstrates an avulsion fracture of the distal pole of the patella. Management should consist of which of the following. And the answer choices are, choice one, physical therapy for quadriceps strengthening exercises. Choice two, a long leg cast with the knee fully extended. Choice three, excision of the fragment. Choice four, suture reattachment of the patellar tendon to the tibial tuberosity. Or choice five, open reduction in tension band fixation. The best answer to this question is, choice five, open reduction in tension band fixation. The radiograph demonstrates an avulsion fracture or sleeve fracture of the distal pole of the patella. 
the distal fragment is much larger than it appears on the radiograph because it largely consists of cartilage. Therefore, excision of the fragment is contraindicated. The treatment of choice is open reduction and tension band fixation to correct patella alta and restore the extensor mechanism. That's all for this review about patella sleeve fracture. We hope that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session from OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on orthobullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the OrthoBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the OrthoBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.